Welcome to Generations of X, the podcast where we discuss the past, present, and future of all things X-Men. I am your co-host, the uncanny Dayspring. And I am the adjectiveless Flinkman. And, and folks, we have some very special guests on the podcast today. Flickman is flipping the F Woo! out. I am, I am. I, I'm not too far behind him. Flickman, do you want to introduce our very special X guests? It would be my absolute pleasure, Dayspring. I am so, so excited for today's guests. They were a big part of something that was a mutant milestone for me and uh, for a lot of other X-Men fans that came up in the 90s. Uh, so from the 1996 Generation X movie, please welcome Jubilee, Heather McComb, and Refrax, Randall Slavin. Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, hey. how are you guys? Doing great. How are you? So good. Thank God. No complaints. I'm fanboying out because Generation X has obviously influenced us both. I mean, the name of our podcast, Generations of X, and that's in large part because Generation X was a comic book that dealt with the horrors of adolescence and what it meant to be different. Uh, it had a badass creative team. And, and then boom, because the Lord giveth with two hands, the movie happened on Fox. Yeah, yeah and you know, it's uh, been almost 25 years since the movie aired and we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> I know, I know. You guys, I was thinking about it. You guys were probably filming it about 25 years ago right now. Is that, is that just crazy? Um, that, is, that, is, that is beyond crazy. I mean, it, I, I, I remember it distinctly. I remember it so distinctly. I remember everything about it. Oh, well, good, good. Because we've, we've definitely got questions about it for you in a second. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, your friendship actually predates the movie. Uh, how did you guys meet? Oh, you know, Heather and I met long before we did Gen X. Um, I was really close with her older sister, and we all just ran around Hollywood together. And, um, you know, we, we I actually met, if you remember Heather. Yeah. I, I actually met Heather long before that when she was a little girl, and I was a host at a Marie Callender's. Oh, wow. And she came in with her mom and probably her sister, and she was very spunky and very, uh, and I remember she was bouncing around the, the uh, waiting area at Marie Callender's and, hi, I'm Heather, and I'm not. <laughs> and years later, we did this thing. I was like, yeah, I met you before. I, you know, I was a host at Marie Callender's. <laughs> wow, to have. Yeah, that was me. Wow, I, I mean, I was a host in a restaurant for, for a long time, and I, I can't say that I, that I remember individual guests like that. that that's pretty cool. Pretty good remembering faces. Well, I'm that's because remembering faces. Heather is infectious. I mean, you can see it right now. Her spirit, it's just so... Oh. It's vibrant, to say the oh, least. Oh, that's, that's very kind. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do like life a bit, so I try to make the most of it. Perfect. Oh we all need a little bit of that energy uh, this year, especially. Oh, yes, for sure. So now that I'm an adult person and know your real names aren't Jubilee and Refrax, I, I'm curious. How did your agent first tell you guys about the Generation of X, our Generation X movie, and and what were your reactions to it? So I remember I um, 
I got a call from my agent. It was a pilot actually at the time. Um, so they, we were making a backdoor pilot as they call it, which is basically they make a movie and then they shop it to be a series. So it's not officially, it wasn't officially a pilot, was it Randall? Or yeah, was it yeah, officially? It was, a pilot. it was a pilot. Yeah, it was a pilot. So I, I remember I, I auditioned for it. Go ahead. I booked so few of them, I remember them all. <laughs> so how it, how it works is, you go in and you audition, and then if they like you, um, they, they, they test you in front of the network and um, the studio executives. So it's a bit intimidating if you don't know the process. You, you basically sign the contract before you even go into the test. So you see exactly how much money you may make. And as a broke artist, it's like, oh my God, I'm about to make blah, 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 <laughs> if I get this, just to add to the pile of nerves. Um, but I remember it was between me and um, another girl. And I know that I wanted it so, so bad because it was such a, such a great part. And I remember when my agents called me and I got it, I was, I was so excited. And then I found out Randall was in it and it was like a win-win. We had the, we had the best time on this yeah, movie. Yeah. I mean, it was the same thing for me. I mean, I, I, um, I, I wasn't that successful as an actor, so uh, I any pilots I ever booked were always at the end of pilot season when they had already cast all the other good actors had booked pilots. <laughs> they were like, "All right, who do we got?" Oh, don't sell yourself short, Randall. Don't, don't you. sell yourself short. Oh, Jimmy Marsden's taken. All right, what about Jack Noseworthy? No, he's taken. All right, let's bring Slavin in again. So that's <laughs> when I booked it because it was sort of at the end of pilot season. And then uh, we were off to Vancouver. It was, it was yeah. Were, were you guys familiar with the X-Men or Generation X going into it? Did, did Marvel provide you with any, I know in the past they've provided actors with like a binder of character information. Did you guys receive any of that? No, I, I didn't. I didn't know. I'm not a big superhero guy or, or comic book guy. So I did not. I went to, I think I went to Golden Apple on Melrose and uh, picked up some comics. Um, not that my character was in any of them, but I just <laughs> wanted to sort of have some idea of, of the, the world, because I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about X-Men. Um, quick question, did you know that your character was gonna be an OG, or did you go into it thinking it was gonna be Chamber, who your character replaced because of the BFX budget? I, I, I knew none of that. <laughs> I mean, there was, there's a scene in the movie where I think it's maybe Bumper's character is actually wearing like a Wolverine shirt or someone's wearing a Wolverine shirt. And I had no idea who that was. <laughs> You're like, who's not even Wolverine? No, I, I honestly had no idea. Well, at the so, time too, I mean, you know, 25, 25 years ago, 25 <laughs> years ago when we were making this, it wasn't, uh, X-Men really exploded, I would say, over the last you know, 10 years. I mean, even when our, even when our show came out, it was sort of like, who is this? What is this? Um, there wasn't quite, yeah, it wasn't quite the fan base that it is, it is now, you know, it was, it was much more, you know, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done a, a Generation X um, television series now. Um, yeah, Cause sure. I think it would we be would a huge, it. it would be a huge hit. Yeah. And we can still play high school, Heather. <laughs> oh, <totally. laughs> of course. Um, I, I agree. I mean, Heather, I'm looking at you. Your skin is flawless. I mean, look at Thank that. Thank you, my sweet friend. Look Thank at that. You. We're going to talk about what, what cosmetics you use because 
I will tell you all. I will tell you all my secrets. <laughs> but were you, Heather? So were you not familiar with Jubilee going into the audition process? I, I, I actually, I actually was. Um, uh, uh, I had played. Um, I I've played um, other characters that were sort of obsessed with comics. So I had. Um, I had. I was not you know, super into comics, but I was familiar with them. I was familiar with Generation X and they actually, they actually did provide me with comic books. Um, I, I don't know who did, but somebody on the production did give me comic books. Um, at, to, from when I showed up to Vancouver, I, I had, I had comic books there. So I was able to get familiar with Jubilee and, um, you know, and I think the, from the comic books that I read, I, I think the wardrobe team did a fantastic job with Jubilee's wardrobe in the show. And we had so much fun playing around with, with those bright colors and her kind of rock star, rock style, you know, leopard. And so, cause that was very much in a rock star phase in my life where I was wearing, actually, I think I never took it off a big fur leopard coat that I wore everywhere. So I really was, you know, uh. at, at that time in, in my life, it was, you know, I think you get cast for where you are in your life. And it was definitely a great fit for me because I was coming out of being a child actor and kind of trying to find myself and who, who am I and where do I fit? And so for me playing Jubilee, who was very much an outcast, uh, was something that I very much could relate to because I felt like an outcast a lot of the times and growing up in Hollywood, you know, not being from here and, you know, where does it, where do I fit in all of this? I, I really, I really, um, I really delved into this role because I, I needed to for myself. Yeah. It, was a, it was a time of self-discovery for me. So what was it like slipping into that iconic yellow Jubilee jacket? Oh, I love that jacket. I wish I would have kept it. You should have. Uh, I know. They don't let you keep anything. Because just in case you have to do Ooh. reshoots, they, they, they keep everything. I kept my glasses for years. You I, did? I did? Did you steal them? Yes, I did for years. I kept them. Perfect. One day, one day they'll be in Planet Hollywood. <laughs> you just walked <laughs> off that 25 years ago. So wait, 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 before we continue talking about your looks in the movies, I, I have to know, did Stan Lee personally vet you guys? I have no idea. Did you not meet Stan Lee? <laughs> <laughs> wait, did you? I met Stan Lee. Oh my God. Wait, wait, in the casting? No, I met him afterwards. Did you not meet him? At the screening? <laughs> Yeah, he came. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess I did. See, I'm not a comic book guy. I don't, I, I guess I met Stan Lee. We're like over yeah, here I, geeking I, out like, oh, you met Stan Lee. And you're like, yeah, I, maybe I did. No, <laughs> Stan Lee is. Fox. We did the screening at Fox, like when we first like cast and crew screened it or something like that. Yeah, we met him. He, uh, he, he was like signing comic books. You don't remember this? No, I would not <laughs> Maybe you weren't there. I don't know. Um, uh, I, I don't think I was there because I would have gotten Stanley to sign a comic. I'm not. But I'm pretty guy. sure he came to set. Maybe you just weren't there that day. Yeah, great. That's. The best. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens. He would when come to visit when you weren't there. Joe, as opposed to when you're not. No, Stan did not come on my day with Bumper. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but Stan, when I met when I when I met Stan, he was very gracious and 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 very kind and really just such a you could tell his aura. He had such a huge heart. Obviously, you know he he created all these spectacular characters with these uh, enormous 
soulful energies, you know, I mean, yeah. look, look at all that he created. He's just incredible. So I think he carried that around with him. He was, he was really nice. He was really nice. And, yeah. you know, to reiterate what Flickman was saying about your iconic yellow jacket, you looked flawless in the movie, Aww. but no shade. The real style icon for me was Refrax. Dude, your bleached hair and sunglasses, you were like this surfer punk that was everything I wanted to be. I, I was a brunette in Florida. And <laughs> I, I have to know, did you bleach your hair? I mean, maybe I know the answer now, but did you bleach your hair for the role? They did it when I got to Vancouver, and obviously I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that in the script? Was it in the script, or was it just a costume? No, but it was a choice they made. They said, oh, we're going to go bleach your hair. And I was like, all You're right. Like, okay, let's do it. I liked it so much, right? you kept I'm it. In. Whatever you guys want, I'm in. Let's just pick <laughs> this thing up. I'm in. Yeah, I remember asking my mom, can I get frosted tips? Because you and Mark McGrath were my hair icons back in the mid-90s, <laughs> early 2000s. <laughs> I am so okay with that. Okay with that. <laughs> um, but you know what? We so I was down in Flickman's neighborhood uh, last week, and we decided to just rewatch the movie together on YouTube. Did you watch oh, it? Like yeah, yeah, we watched, we watched it on YouTube. YouTube. Well, that's that's you know this Heather like the the version that's on YouTube is like the European version, which I didn't know that. Not what aired on Fox. Oh, is was it there, different? Yeah, yeah, what was different about it? We say very off-color things that the one that is on YouTube. Like I say, I, I, I that that because I watched it years ago and I was like, I don't remember saying that. Like I say, do you remember that scene, Heather, where where I'm using, I'm pretending to like look through the wall at at uh, Suzanne. Oh, yes. I say I say nice beaver. <laughs> you do okay. <laughs> That, I, like, so it, I did pick up on that. On Fox. I think it was in the Fox version. Why did it say nice beaver in Fox? Are you sure? No, but I don't think <laughs> Let I, me go I, into my closet and pull out my VHS recording from the TV and reference. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I just do not remember doing that in the like network television version. Well, it's interesting that you say that because when we were watching it, there was a few times when we were like, oh, that, that yeah. they couldn't get away with saying that now. And now yeah. that you've mentioned that, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, maybe that wasn't, maybe that's why we were, we noticed it because it, it wasn't there in the version we were familiar with. I, I noticed the beaver scene when you were like, nice beaver. Are you like, a gag? Yeah, I'm telling you that, I don't think that version was the version that aired on Fox. I might be completely wrong. I, mean, I, feel, I really feel like it was. How, how can we find <laughs> this out? Because I remember it was, you know, Fox was at the time a very edgy network. Mm -hmm. It was the edgy, edgy network. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Heather, I said fever. <laughs> As in vagina. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Do you remember Bumper's like, I mean, they were, yeah, never mind, whatever. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Anyway, you, you guys got together. You watched it. So we got together. We watched <laughs> it. And something about Refrax reminded me a bit of Cyclops, which sure. you know, is the leader of the X-Men. And, and mostly it was because of the, the glasses and the power set. Was that, was that the inspiration for the character? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. I guess. that's. I don't know why they just didn't do that. But yeah, I mean, he was like... I mean, I didn't really know until afterwards. I was like, oh, you're playing Cyclops. And I'm like, uh, oh. Okay. 
Reflex was way hipper than, than Cyclops ever could be. I always, thought so. I always thought so. Uh, dude, what were the VFX like for that? Rudimentary, to say the <laughs> <laughs> But do you remember at the time, Heather, it was very, like, cutting-edge graphics. You know, like, I mean, it was a big deal. It was a really big deal, these uh, CGI effects of Matt and his plastic arms taking well, well, into the abyss. Well, I think that like 75% of the special effects in that movie probably came from a wind machine. Like <laughs> you have psychic powers, wind machine. You have a sonic scream, wind machine. Like no matter what your power set was, everybody seemed to, to have a little wind generated behind them. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's so of the time and so great. I, I, I love it. I say that with, with love and respect. It, it, look, it holds up to me. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. yeah, so sort of continuing to, to glimpse behind the scenes. Um, what was the vibe like that, that first day on set that the, the whole cast yeah. was together? I mean, it was a fucking blast. I mean, we all, we all just, like Heather and myself and Bumper and Amaryllis, I mean, we all just, and Suzanne, um, um, we all just really bonded. Like immediately we were like hanging out because we're all around the same age. Augustine, he was a little older than all of us and a little separate, you know, because he came from New York and we were all LA people, I think. Right, Heather? Yeah, he was from New York. Yeah, but we all just like immediately, we were all in Vancouver on location, you know, it was, we, it was great. And everyone, like all the people making it, like, was it Jack Shoulders? Yeah. Like, he was, I mean, they were all so kind to us and Finola was amazing. Finola. Oh, yeah, tell us about tell us about Finola because we're we're two uh, big fans of the White Queen. Okay, oh. well, I will tell you from my personal experience. I had been my mom is a huge General Hospital fan, oh. and I've been I've seen. I mean, I've been watching her since I was a kid. Not to mention her in um, the John Travolta movie, which I'm yes, yeah, staying alive. I was. And, like, oh my god. It's the- Alive. Yeah, and she was so everybody uses everybody, don't they? Best line in a movie. Um, so I was trying to be really cool, but she she really she to say that she's the coolest person on the planet would be an understatement. She is rock and roll all day. She'd show and you know she'd show up in her leather pants and her big you know leopard coats, and she was just everything you expect her to be. So kind, and you know I was nineteen and I I was going through you know some kind of you know I had some you know acne that I was dealing with, which for for anybody who's had acne, it's a, it's it's a very difficult thing when you're on set because it becomes the front line of everything, you know, the, the DP's talking about it, the makeup artist is talking about it. They're trying to do like extractions on you, which makes it worse. And then everybody's talking about it. That's horrifying. Just, it is horrifying. It, it, it really is, especially for, you know, a teenage girl. And um, she was just unbelievable. She gave me her skincare routine and she was just always like, Heather, it's like, she was just so encouraging and kind and really became a mentor to me on that set of just, you know, it really is like your cast sets your tone for, you know, and they, she was the, she was the queen bee on that set. She's Finola. So, you know, she was so kind and always prepared and just really just so fun. She was just such, she's just amazing. I can't say enough good things about her. Did you, did you die when you first saw her in that costume? Oh my, 
how incredible did she look in that outfit? It, it, it's so probably to this day still the most faithful recreation of a comic book look in any of the X-Men movies. It, I mean, of course, it's a little bit silly, but it's still, it's, it's flawless to me. I, I just love it. Many, many times over the years, because she became sort of like a, like a fashion TV consultant sort of person. So I'd run into her at all sorts of events and stuff like that over the years. And she's just always so great and hasn't, like time has been very kind to Finola. Yeah, she yeah. looks great. Like, well, Jeremy she was great. Remember Jeremy Rashford was so great. Oh, and Jeremy, the sweetest, sweetest, yeah, sweetest yeah. Jeremy. Everyone just had so much fun. We we were all just like. Yeah, I remember we uh we uh we showed up and um, I remember we when you go and you shoot in Vancouver, especially back then, there was one hotel that all of the actors were put up in. It was called the Sutton Place. Place yeah. And so if you were shooting a movie there, or you were shooting a TV show, that's where you stayed. So not only our cast was there, but whoever was shooting up there, you know, yeah. at the time would be at this hotel. Yeah, I hung out with Heather Graham. She was doing an Outer Limits. No. Wow. Yeah, so How is that? Did you just run in, run into her in the hallway and you're like, what up, friend, Heather Graham? A friend of mine, Michelle Hicks, who you might know from California. Absolutely. From yeah. Sharks, and she was a friend of Heather's. So we all started hanging out and, that, and Heather was up there doing an Outer Limits. And it was like a, like a little Hollywood dormitory. At the, at the Wait, stuff. hold up. You're telling me... Felicity Shagwell, Jubilee, <laughs> and Refrax were all in the same hotel in Vancouver back in 1995. I have photos, yeah. I'm, I, that's it, I'm sorry. Like, I'm fanboying out like an insane man right now. Um, so you guys got along all really well. Were you geared up for a series? Then were you guys, were you guys chat, like literally Randall and I still to this day make a joke of hey do you think it's gonna get picked up do you think it's gonna get picked up there's still a chance right every time we see each other yeah because you know they for so long they you know like anytime you do a pilot Heather can attest to this they will give you a list of reasons why it's a lock this is gonna get picked up they will give you a long list of all the reasons why. You don't, you can start buying a house in Vancouver. It's going to get picked up. Don't worry about it. So when it didn't, or when Fox was sort of wavering, passing it, they're like, oh, we're going to find some work. So they kept us waiting in sort of this limbo for a long they time. Kept extending they kept extending our options. So, so I think they extended it like four times or something. Yeah. Like it, wow. was, it was an abnormal long time. It was like right. they held us for a year and a half or something like that. Right. They just kept holding us. So yeah. that's why it's an, un, it's an unusual amount of time to hold somebody. So we kind of yeah. kept holding out hope that it would go because yeah. that would have been our, our I mean, all of our dream jobs because we all loved each other so yeah, much. Yeah, we had a great time. It was awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah I, you know, I, I definitely would have loved to have seen it continue because it definitely set up a lot of future plots. You know, Jubilee having some degree of psychic powers, you know, Refrax's relationship with, with Buff. Um, had it actually gone to series, was there anything you guys were hoping to explore? Hmm. Um. You mean like character-wise? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know obviously they were trying to set up this thing with me and, and Buff, me and Suzanne and stuff. So, I, I, you know, I mean, I was up for any of it. I, you know, they could have told me to do anything and I would be like, great, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> great, okay, okay, I'm in. <laughs> well, I would, have, I would have loved to explore Jubilee a, a little more. You know, obviously, um, you know, I just... 
I loved playing her. She, she was really just a special character to me. Um, just coming from where she came from and kind of, you know, dealing with being, you know, with the fireworks and everything and really where that can go. I mean, it was such an, it was such an interesting idea at the time, you know, cause you, you have to, yeah. <laughs> that shot of you when the police are grabbing you and you go like that and like, oh my God, I remember that from the trailer. Yeah. I used to do that. I mean, my mom was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm Jubilee. <laughs> Oh my God, that's, my that's, that's, that, that's amazing. It's, this is the best thing about being an actor. I mean, how <laughs> often do you do that? You know, literally, you know, and it's, it's amazing because we all had to do ridiculous things on this. There was nobody unscathed from having to do something that was completely awkward. Um, all, all of us, you know, Randall with his, you know, the, the glasses <laughs> coming down. And, and Adam, my friend Adam is like, yeah, you were, uh, you know, secret things guy. That was your, <laughs> you were a see-through things guy. Because sometimes I could blow things up and sometimes I could just see through things. things. <laughs> Depending on your mood. Sometimes I could take my glasses off and it didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me just backpedal for a quick second here because I don't think I know. Why didn't the, why didn't the, why didn't the pilot get picked up? What was the final uh, response from the network? I mean, if they're extending it. I had heard it was too expensive. Right, I've, I've seen that before too. I, yeah, I've, I'd, heard, I'd heard because of the effects and stuff, they were like, it's too expensive. Oh, is that right? I didn't, I didn't know that. Wind machines are very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> ask my... No. <laughs> yeah, I had heard that. I mean, it might, you, I had heard that. Who knows? They it might have just sucked. Yeah, well, it seems like there was a lot of, you know, planning and a lot of forethought put into it. So it seems like, you know, it was going to pan out. So I have to ask, were, were either of you ever fitted for that amazing red Generation X costume? No, only Suzanne no. got that. Only one? Oh. Yeah, That's only, unfortunate. Only one of those. Can you yeah. imagine Jubilee with her yellow jacket in that costume and Refrax with his sunnies right there? Oh, my God. I know. That's a nerd. It's been incredible. Um, well, so something that uh, that Generation X, the movie, actually deserves full credit for um, is definitely the filming location used for Xavier's school, I believe, Hatley Castle. Um, it served as your X-Mansion, and then just a couple of years later, uh, it served as the big screen X-Mansion as well. So um, you guys were the trailblazers on that one. Um, what was filming there like? <laughs> Wind machines and castles. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, Heather, did I do that scene of us where we're playing football and we stretch uh, his arm and all that? We're playing like football or something and that, and we come up and we're all muddy. Yeah. We came up and they were like, that's not mud. That's peacock shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Did you remember that, Heather? There were peacocks everywhere and they're like, oh, that's, that's not mud. That's peacock shit. We had so oh. much fun. That's so much fun. Just rolling around in Vancouver in the yeah. peacock shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, um, yeah. Was that at the, that was at the castle. Yeah. 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 Like so, Finola is gingerly making her way down the steps in those monstrous boots. You know? Finola <laughs> does not do peacock shit at all. Not in, not in those boots. <laughs> she, she, she had nothing to do with the peacock shit. Absolutely not. <laughs> So were you guys just filming like the exterior shots there? Or did you get to do any filming inside? Um, we shot inside, didn't we? Inside. I think we did. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought I saw some familiar locations that, that overlapped between y'all's movie and, and okay. the, the earlier X film. So oh, cool. Y'all did it first. Y'all did it first. Trailblazers. <laughs> um, yeah, so speaking of doing things first, before, before I get too far along and forget, um, you know, I just have to say that Jubilee, Emma Frost, and Monet are three of my all-time favorite X-Men characters. And uh, it and really brings me... hyperbolic. He's not being hyperbolic. No, yeah, I'm obsessed. <laughs> They're three of my absolute faves. And uh, so it brings me a lot of strange joy that uh, those three beat heavy hitters like Wolverine, Cyclops, or Storm to live action. Um, because obviously you guys, you know, you predated the first movie. How does it feel to have sort of ushered in the Marvel live action era? You can take this, Heather. Come on, Heather. <laughs> well, I, I, I am actually um, astounded at how much of a life this movie actually did have and how many fans there are of it. Um, and obviously it's a complete honor to have played um, Jubilee. Um, I really loved playing her so much. Um, so, you know, it's really cool to be a part of something that's way bigger than yourself um, and have some small, small part of the lineage of the history. Um, I know I'm such a small spoke in the wheel, but um, it is pretty cool to be a part of the X family in some way. Um, it's, it's cooler now than, than it ever was because I understand how, how many fans it is and how, um, how much people love these, these comic books and these movies. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a gift to be a part of it, you know, even a small part of it, even 25 years ago. Yeah, I mean, at the time, we we didn't really have a whole lot so you know the generation x movie was all we had when we were when we were young fans so it it definitely means a lot to a lot of people certainly people um around our age um you know and it goes without saying that superhero movies and tv shows in the years since 1996 have uh come a very very long way um why do you guys think that people are are so willing to embrace the idea of superheroes now when they they weren't so much then? Well, cuz I also well cuz cuz the movies have gotten better. I mean they've gotten really dark and they've gotten very real. Um I just remember superhero movies when I was younger, the few that came out were very cartoonish. Yeah. And if you they and if you look at what's happened now, they're very serious directors, tech, and they, they make them incredibly realistic and heavy and dark. And I think that's, in, in that sort of post-Tim Burton, Batman, Joel yeah. Schumacher world, you know, and that's really what's taken it to this sort of next level where people really are relating to them as stories and not as fantasies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're, they're very strongly based in character and truth and honesty. And um, they are, they, they do ring very real. And I think in, in a way that people can relate to them, because um, a lot of times these superpowers are, are hindrances to them. They don't want to have them. So they have to deal with how to live life with this thing that sort of makes them an outcast. And I think that's something that I think we can all relate to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, a lot of the appeal of X-Men in particular um, is that, that theme of outcasts and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. finding, finding your own family. I, th I think you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, when the movie first aired, I remember I went to school the next day and we all sat at the lunch table with our, with our trading cards talking about it. Really? I mean, it was huge. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone watched it. I, you that know. is so cool. That is really cool. Uh, at at St. Brendan's in Miami, Florida, we were all talking about the, the movie. And, you know, we talked about Jubilee, Refrax. We, we were like, who's Refrax? Is he going to join the comics? Do you think he should join the comics, Randall? Of course he should have joined the comics. I mean, I guarantee you if the show had gone anywhere, he would have joined the comics. You know, they would have brought him in if the show got picked up. But, but you never know. They're, they're looking for other places for it. <laughs> We're, yeah. still waiting. We're still waiting. We're still waiting. Still, there's still a chance. Yeah, yeah. still <laughs> waiting for Refrax. It's going to yeah. be the name of my mo- memoir. Um, <laughs> but no, you guys started a conversation for, for early fanboys such as myself and Flickman, which is we would watch these and we'd go talk about the movies. And then that obviously translated to like X-Men 1. And obviously you had Hatley's Mansion there and the same opening that you guys had in Generation X, the first X-Men movie had as well. Um, did you guys see the first X-Men movie? What were your thoughts on it? Well, actually, um, uh, Brian Singer and uh, Chris McQuarrie and David Hayter, I've been friends with long before any of them made a movie. So I was actually during the whole making of X-Men and the casting of X-Men, I was there in the production offices. So yeah, I, I saw that. Wait, wait, wait. You were there during the entire casting process of X-Men? Did you, did you see Michael Jackson go in asking people? <laughs> I, did not, I did not see the Michael Jackson, but I did watch, I mean, I used to go through casting tapes with Brian and, and Tom DeSantis and all those people and stuff like that, yeah. Who was, who was a clear like winner for you in, in terms of the actors? Oh, I, I, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> She did not get the, I mean, I only remember watching the, um, who's the Anna Paquin character? Rogue. 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 Yeah, I watched the Rogue casting tapes. And, uh, oh, I, I also, I, I, I was at the first table read. I have a picture of me at the table read because they said, can you come and read like all the, like all these other little characters? So there's like a picture of me and Patrick Stewart and Halle Berry and Anna Paquin and, and, uh, uh, uh all the other people and stuff like that. But not Hugh Jackman, he was not there. That's you not have a- all these amazing pictures, you with the cast of X1, you with Heather Graham, that's that's Well, it amazing. was all early on and I was sort of, did you remember? I have tons of pictures of you, Heather, on set of like X-Men and stuff like I, I, I have so many because, you know, when we first uh, when we first started this quarantine, I was like, oh, I'm going to go through all my my old pictures. And we Randall and I were both very into photography and I had a little point and shoot and he had a point and shoot. So we have so many cool black and white photos. I have so many of Randall and of the cast and the crew. And uh, I actually just went through them about six months ago and it brought back so many great memories. Yeah, it was all sorts of like, you know, anytime you get a bunch of people our age together you know it was it was just a blast you know and there was all sorts of like onset intrigues and romances and fights and it was all of that stuff you know it was great we're all in a hotel and i think we shot what four weeks maybe something like that maybe longer maybe six longer, weeks wow something like that it, it it was like it was heaven it was just a six-week <laughs> party in vancouver with Heather Graham, my God. Um, so, so Heather, the one true, only supreme Heather, have you, have you seen X-Men Apocalypse? What did you think of Lana Condor as Jubilee? Obviously, Jubilee is Asian-American in the comics. Yes. What are your feels? How do you, what did you think of her performance? Tell us. I actually did not see that one. 
Um, I, I did not see that one, so I will watch it. So but I'm sure she was, I'm sure she was amazing. I've heard fantastic things. Yeah, yeah. Lana was phenomenal in Apocalypse, and it goes without saying that we are all happy that Jubilee is being portrayed by a woman of color. Much like you, she has an infectious energy, and it's just so, it's just such a delight. Even right now, I'm just staring at you, and I'm like, I just want to, like, let's do happy hour in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> hey, I love it. Let's do it. Are you in New York? <laughs> I am. I am. I am. Oh, right on. Cool. Right on. Um, so obviously, are you guys familiar with the MCU with all the Avengers movies and stuff like that? I know Flickman has a burning question about that. Yeah. So I, I, this might be a stretch, but fingers crossed. There, there's still a chance. Um, the upcoming Doctor Strange sequel is actually subtitled Multiverse of Madness. Um, so a lot of us see that as a, a not-so-subtle tease about introducing alternate worlds, alternate timelines, if there was an opportunity to peek in on, you know, the Generation X universe, even if it's just a cameo, would, would either of you be interested in that? Well, you know, the business <laughs> is not banging down my door to get me to act again. They are not, you know, <laughs> the industry is not clamoring for my uh, skills. Um, but, you know, sure, why would I not? Why would you not? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Awesome. So, so let's say that Doctor Strange does open that portal and you guys walk through. What would your characters be like if they came back? Is, is Jubilee still blowing things up at the arcade? Is Refrax and, and Buff still together? What do you guys think your characters would be? Uh, Refrax would have had LASIK, so he could have, <laughs> he could have contacts, so he would not have to put his glasses everywhere. Um, um, but I know things did not work out with him and Buff, and uh, but he's he's done okay. He's done okay in the years. All right, he's all right. And, and what's Jubilee up to? I think Jubilee would be a teacher. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree with you because that's alluded to in the classroom scene where she, we see Jubilee's very prodigious. She has latent psychic powers and Emma's really responding to her. And I feel like for, for me personally, I think Jubilee, after she got, you know, um, she kind of starts to understand what her powers are and her psychic abilities and having the mentors that she had. I think that she would want to be a mentor and help other children that, that, that are struggling with um, their superpowers. I think that's the perfect character arc for Jubilee. I think you should, you should write a Jubilee solo movie. <laughs> I, I, yeah, if we're judging by that, that classroom scene, then, then my characters obviously would have spent some time uh, in the system. <laughs> I always saw Refrax as eventually he would have grown into his leadership role. You know, and again, maybe it's because he's, he's a homage to Cyclops. I mean, that's very kind of you, but... Um, I just, I just don't see that in the cards for him. You didn't play I him that way. He's a good path. He's I just think. in WeHo now, just causing just, trouble. Just hanging out, you know, abusing his powers. My you God, know. the fool. He didn't know Fanola Hughes was his mentor. The fool, the fool. My God. Um, I have a question. Do you guys, have you guys ever been recognized for those roles? 
I, um, I, you know, we've actually never done, we've been trying to get all of our group together to do um, some sort of Comic-Con because there's been a lot of requests for us to get together because there are a lot of fans like yourselves who have seen this movie. So, but there's a couple people we haven't been able to get in touch with. Um, So we've been, Randall especially has been the the kind of forefront on this spearhead trying to get us all together. Yeah, I got approached a few years ago from a guy who puts together uh, appearances for Comic Cons, and he's like, you know, there's a lot of people who'd love to see because you were the first X Men live action. Yeah. And he's like, but you know, and I said, oh, I can, you know, I know some of them. And he goes, but he's like, we need to get everybody. If we don't have everybody, it's not going to work. And there was two cast members that he was like, we can't find these people. We can't oh. find Suzanne Davis. So if anyone out there can find Suzanne Davis and um, Amaryllis, those were those were the two. I, you know what? I did see her Wikipedia page that, you know, sort of around the time Gen X came, she, she, she stopped acting, or, as, as far as we know. And she was phenomenal. She, she was M. Yeah, Suzanne didn't really do much afterwards. So they, and I guess SAG, because of safety concerns, won't give over any information to anybody. So that sort of put the... Um, kibosh on it but yeah i mean that'd be great yeah we've been wanting to do it forever and um you know if i do if i do um you know sometimes i'll do signings and stuff and the number one thing people come with is the the comic books for me to sign really yeah that's right because i didn't realize it like you know you don't realize it until because i'm kind of like a very private person i don't really go go out in the that kind of world but you know every once in a while I'll, do, I'll get invited to do signings or whatever and the last one I did it was all comic book fans so that was really cool because I didn't I didn't realize you know you don't realize when you're not out there that this movie actually really did um you know affect people and people really enjoyed it yeah yeah definitely well for for the record in, in my opinion you know just you guys whoever you can get for a generation x reunion would be a-okay with me. Yeah, I don't think you... You don't need to be a package deal. You guys are enough. We will literally be camping out at the convention <laughs> hall right there with uh, <laughs> with our Dunkaroos, our X-Men action figures. Like You get your um, internet people to hunt down and find Amaryllis and Suzanne Davis. Then we'll do it. Because everybody else is in, right? Everybody else is... Yeah. Know where they are. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make this happen. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Um, Wait, Heather, you mentioned the comic books that people bring you comic books. Do you guys have any like insane like encounters with X fans? Um, Not really. I mean, X fans are super cool really cool, cool pe- no yeah i mean really really cool people because i believe that if you relate to to that comic book there's a reason you relate to that comic book yeah, um you true. know and it they're just super cool open friendly and um yeah i always love i always love talking to the x fans well right. well we're certainly enjoying talking to you as well um and well, we, we really appreciate you guys joining us, but before uh, we wrap real quick, what have, what have you guys been up to in the year since Generation X? Waiting for it to get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting. Still waiting. Randall, <laughs> we all. Randall, I'm huge in fashion and I love your photography. Oh, photography thank you. is thank next you. level. Yeah, that's, where, that's where my life went, you know, and it, you know, it was always something I did. And like I said, I took all these pictures on set of, of, um, of 
Gen X and stuff. And so that's where I went. And it was, it was definitely the path that I should have gone down. I'm a much better photographer than I was an actor. And you don't uh, sell yourself short. Oh, buddy, I've seen my work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's where I went. You know, I've been doing photography for, you know, shortly after that. And I just put out my first book uh, in the end of 2019. Wait, who, who, is, who published your book? A little imprint called Mascot. And there's actually a picture of Heather Graham in that book. Because it's a, lot, it's a combination of snapshots from me running around Hollywood in the 90s. Heather's sister's in the book. Oh, my and, God. Uh, and uh, there's a picture of Heather taken in Vancouver during our uh, having coffee in, in uh, Vancouver Island. Um, I used to work in book publishing. I was in marketing and an editor. And I'm just looking at your book right now. You should buy ordering it. it. I'm ordering it right now. That's right. I would have known, uh, like, known just you. I would have thrown a little finola in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I would have. I would have died. Um, Heather, <laughs> Heather, you're everywhere. I mean, you're like your IMDb is like blown up. Um, I I am incredibly blessed to still be a working actor. <laughs> I um, I I I really am. It's uh. I don't take it for granted. Um, I don't take any of it for granted. Um, before, you know, this whole shutdown happened, I, I, I had the best year of my life. I did five movies. I did a crossover event on Grey's Anatomy and Station 19. I did a rookie. And, um, you know, I just, I, I'm just, I have such immense gratitude to still be working as an actress because I genuinely, genuinely love what I do. I genuinely love being on set. I love, I love that all of these people from all walks of life, from all different backgrounds, come together with a common goal and make movies or make television shows. It's still a miracle to me that we show up and at the end there's a product and it get out, gets out there because I don't know how we do it. But every time, you know, even if there's a challenge, you know, it's just people really coming together for the love of making art. And I love it. And I just... I have the best time doing it and I'm grateful every day that I still get to do it. Uh, can I ask you about your epic role as Mandy Wells in Body of Proof? Oh, Body of Proof. That's a random one. Because uh, Dana Delaney. Yeah, we're big okay. fans of Dana Delaney around here. Oh, okay. Well, you'll be happy to know. First of all, she is absolutely gorgeous. Yes. She's stunning um and she was very very kind very 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 nice um you never know when you go on sets especially with such successful actors who are um yeah. you know have been on tons of shows like she has and obviously she's the lead on this show and she was so gracious just a very very kind 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 woman so you would not be disappointed she's very cool so happy to hear that and by the way, Randall, I think you know this already, but God, you're a good photographer. Oh, oh thanks. Very man. good. You're thanks. Unbelievable. Shots. Your shots of Leo DiCaprio, like, they're just iconic. Yeah, he's, he's done okay for himself. Yeah, he, he hasn't done so bad. Yeah, he's doing he okay. okay. Heather and Leo did a TV series years ago. Yeah, oh. we did. Yeah, I've worked with Leo a couple, I've worked with Leo a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So, so Randall, is there anyone, I mean, just going through your Instagram, you've photographed so many, so many people. Is there anyone left that you're still waiting to photograph? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, of course. I mean, um, 
Who's your dream? Yeah, who's the dream? Um, like, I love politics, so it would probably be like um, President Obama or, or something like that. Um, I shot President Clinton a few years ago. That was great. That was a, a dream. But like, it's people like that. It's people more so world leaders and political people than like celebrity people. Yeah. Um, of course, there's musicians and stuff. I'd li- you know, I'd love to shoot Paul McCartney. Um, but like, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, I, I have a list somewhere of people I want to shoot um, that I'll write. Oh, I want to shoot Gore Vidal and I'll write that down. And, there's, there's a list around here somewhere, but there's a few. If you can hook me up with Obama. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to work on that one too. Yeah. You find Suzanne Davis and Amaryllis and get Obama. Then get Obama do- to peek in on the reunion. Exactly. Guys, I could be speaking with you guys all day. I'm just, I, I'm in awe. I'm just looking at both of you guys. You guys, thank you so much. Thank yes, you thank so much you. for having us. And Randall, thank you so much for thinking of me and including me. Oh, I just knew it would be more fun if it was you and I. I mean, you know, because you're amazing and you're the star of the show. So you should be here. Well, I mean, I as soon you, as he said, let me, let me talk to Heather, I'm like, Jubilee. Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> Jubilee. <laughs> Not that I, you wouldn't have been enough, Randall. You absolutely would have been. But like I said, Jubilee is a fave for sure. My mouth dropped when he dropped your name. I was like... Yes. <laughs> well, so cool. So good to meet you guys. And thank you for all of your support and love. It's so it's like super cool to reminisce. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, folks. I am the Uncanny Dayspring. You can follow us on Instagram at Generations of X. And I am the Adjectiveless Flinkman. And you can email us any questions, comments, or concerns at generationsofx at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I, I, I love connecting with fans on Instagram. Um, I'm at Heat McComb. Yeah, and I'm just my name, Randall Slavin. And that concludes this week's special episode of Generations of X. Until next week, guys. <laughs>